Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 490 and session number 151 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. I do it every single Friday. At least it's been just about every Friday. I think there's been a couple that uh, have landed on one of our celebration episodes, like maybe episode 300 or maybe even it was episode 100. I don't remember exactly, but there's a good reason that I didn't pop on and I think it was only a couple, but uh, yeah, 151 Ascot sessions, which is just crazy. And I want to keep doing these and you guys know that I, I really get fired up for just getting on here and to really connect with you guys. So if you have a question, now would be the time for me to remind you to head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and do that. Just record a brief message, your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then just a question. And I'll do my best to air it here on an upcoming Ask Scott session. So today, what we're going to be talking about, I'll give you those questions that we're going to be touching on. Facebook landing pages. What are they? Well, we're going to talk about them. We're also going to talk about how to use them. So if you don't know what they are, you're going to figure that out today with me. I'm going to actually help you figure that out. And then also variations and titles. Uh, we've got a couple uh, couple things we need to address there. Business LLC stuff. We're going to touch on that. We're also going to have a little baby rant, which I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, starting with here on this episode. Uh, really, really uh, in the first part of this episode because um, it's needed. I have to do that. Before we do get into that little baby rant, uh, I did want to uh, I wanted to remind you guys that we are going to be doing, depending on when you're listening to this, we're going to be having a meetup, a TAS meetup in Orlando, Florida, and that's going to be March 23rd is going to be the meetup. So for all the details, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Orlando. All right. So theamazingseller.com forward slash Orlando. Orlando. I'm going to be there for an event uh, and I am going to be having a meetup, uh, just an unofficial. It's free. We're just going to hang out. If you want to show up, great. We can meet. We can shake hands. We can talk a little business. We can talk a little bit about life um, and just meet other TASers. Uh, we generally do these whenever we're traveling um, for whatever reason and uh, we like to be able to uh, connect with you guys. So Definitely, definitely um, would love to, to see you there and, and have a have a beverage, whether that's a coffee, whether that's a beer, whatever. Let's uh, let's let's hang out for uh, for that evening. And that's March 23rd. So, again, the amazing forward slash Orlando. All right. So let's let's get into my my thought of the week, which is actually this little baby rant. All right. Uh, because, you know, I struggle just like everyone else with like the next shiny object, right? I mean, I've gotten better over the years, but everyone does. It doesn't matter if it's in business or if it's just in, you know, the next fad for losing that 10 pounds, right? Like we're, we're always like, we're always like a little squirrel. That's like, Oh my gosh, there's a new nut over there. Well, let's go over there. Let's, let, let's, let's go over to that feeder over there because there's, there's uh, you know, an easier way to, to get into that bird feed now because that person didn't buy something that's going to keep me out of it. Let's go over there. Like you, you know, you're, you're always like tempted by these different things. Right. And it could be just different opportunities. It could be a new business opportunity. It could be like, you know what? Amazon thing. I've been at this thing for six months. It isn't really panning out. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try this, uh, this new thing that someone introduced me to, uh, this new multi-level marketing thing. It seems easy. It seems like it's going to work really fast. I'm going to go try that thing. So, you know, we all are tempted by the easy route, like, or, you know, the hack or, you know, like, that, that next thing, right? We're all, 
we're all about that, right? Or it might even be just we're tempted because there's a new hack, right? Okay, so let's just say that you are still, you know, building your Amazon business and you found there's a shortcut that people have kind of found out about that if you do this one thing and it's not really within the terms of service, you can rank quicker. And then you go ahead and you do that, but then you forget to think about, well, it's against terms of service, so it might have a short-term effect or you might get penalized, you might get in trouble, um, all of those things, right? But my big thing here is focus. Like, so many people are trying to find the next thing, right? The next easy path, the easy way, right? The next pill that I can swallow and I can lose 10 pounds without having to do the work. I'm here to tell you that, and, and I've, you know, again, I've, you know, helped people in the past um, lose weight. Like I'm, you know, not overweight as some people would say. I mean, I guess the doctor would say that I'm, you know, maybe five pounds overweight compared to what your normal weight is. That was the air quotes, by the way. Um, you know, like what the normal weight is. Like my normal weight, if you, if a doctor was to look at me, he was probably like, you know, Scott, you're just about six foot tall you should be about 165 pounds. And my wife would tell you that if I was 165 pounds, which I have been in the past, um, I would look sickly. Um, so my, my happy weight for me personally would be like 170, 175. Um, right now I'm about 175 to 180. I'm in that range, but you know, you're always looking, well, you can lose five pounds if you just eat more of this, or you can, you know, lose five pounds if you do these three things before you, you know, uh, go to bed at night. Like there's always these things that we're tempted by. All right. So my thing here for you is number one, we need to eliminate, we need to eliminate that distraction. Number one. So if there's things that are coming into your world that are distracting you, you need to tune them out. And that could be just not going to Facebook for a week, right? Or not going into Instagram or not going to YouTube because YouTube can lead you down a path. It was funny. Um, it's a little random here. I was talking to my pool guy the other day, actually my new pool guy. If you guys have been following along my pool company that put the pool in, not a fan of them. The, the service guy, I'm a fan of him. I'm a real nice guy. But he was telling me, he's like, man, I went onto YouTube the other day just to kind of look at some of this new stuff, this new technology that's coming out for these pools and stuff. And I was on there like two o'clock in the morning. I just, it felt like I was in a vortex. I just kept getting sucked into more stuff. And that's how it can be, right? I'm sure you can relate to that. So you got to stay out of that environment, right? Because yes, you can learn, but do you need to learn until two o'clock in the morning, all of these different things? No, you're probably overwhelming yourself and then you're not going to do anything. So my thing would be focus on what you need to do right now. And I've said this time and time again, and I'm going to say it one more time. It's again, this is a little bit of a rant because so many people get distracted because there's so much stuff out there, right? I'm telling you right now, if you focus on one thing, you will get results and then you can move on to the next thing. All right. So there's one thing that I've told myself that helps me is, you know what, Scott, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And that means like, if you're sitting there going like, ah, I don't know if I could squeeze that in, or I don't know if that's really going to benefit this over here, but it would be really cool to do this thing. I mean, so an example would be like, you know, I want to, I want to set up a new landing page or a new, you know, email list page, right? Like I want to go ahead and start doing this thing, but you don't have a product launched yet. So maybe you worry, or maybe you don't have a product picked yet. Maybe you don't have a market picked yet. That's where you need to be. You don't have to worry about figuring out all the technology as far as like how it is going to be to set up a landing page or anything like that. You don't need any of that stuff. What you need is 
to worry about that one thing, picking that product or picking that market or expanding your products. Like, like that's what you need to be worrying about. Yes, the other stuff is important when we get there. But until you get there, it's not important. So again, if it's if you can say to yourself, like, if I do this one thing, is that going to benefit me for what I'm doing, you know, working on right now? And if the answer is heck yes, then do it. If it's eh, not really, then it's a no. Right? So you gotta just you gotta kind of pause that, shelf it, come back to it, and then work on something that's going to move you forward. You have to focus on where you are now. All right, so focus on where you are now, and I'm telling you, you'll feel better, you, you'll feel less distracted, you'll feel like you're getting more stuff done, which then will also build momentum, so it's just, it's a big deal, and again, guys, I'm not perfect, I'm not sitting here saying that this always works for me, but it's things that I'm telling myself and coaching myself all the time, all right, so if it's not a heck yes, it's a no, and uh, just live by that. I'm telling you, it'll help you. And also stay out of the vortex, get out of where you're being sucked in. Um, and that could be all those social media platforms. It's so distracting. Um, and you have to kind of tune that stuff out. And sometimes it can be really, really hard. So, all right, there is my baby rant. All right. It was a little, maybe it wasn't a baby. Maybe it was an actual rant. I don't know. It was, it was there though. It was something that I needed to get out. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's get ready to dive in here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and listen to today's first question. I'll give you my answer and we'll get this baby rocking and rolling. What do you say? Let's do it. Hi, Scott. I, uh, this is Sharp. Um, I have a question about the landing page for the Facebook ads. Uh, what are you using right now yourself? And uh, I need a landing page that collects the emails and send the coupon and Amazon link to the product uh, to the customers. And um, I've had so much problems with that. I can't find the best one. Uh, they're a bit complicated. And uh, in the past, I had uh, the report from Facebook that uh, 11,000 people reached my ad and only three coupons were collected. Uh, can you please give me a tip? Thanks. Well, hey, Shab, thank you so much for the question. And I love these questions, by the way. Whenever we can talk about email list building and uh, landing pages or squeeze pages or all of these terms that we kind of throw out there that some of you are listening going like, what the heck are you talking about, Scott? Well, let me kind of get people caught up real quick on it. It won't take but a, but a second here. And then we'll dig into uh, to what I suggest. Okay, so number one, what we're talking about here is a landing page. And a landing page is a place where people will land once they click a link. So what you're doing and other people are doing and we're doing is basically we're driving Facebook ads to a landing page. So imagine that you're on Facebook, you're scrolling through and you see an ad um, that says receive 30% uh, off or 50% off of this garlic press. You go ahead and uh, you're, you are a, uh, you know, you're a uh, cooking person, right? You're like totally into like professional chef. Uh, stuff and uh, I'm just making stuff up here and let's say and then that that ad gets your attention you go ahead and you click on it as soon as you click on it it brings you over to a web page which is also referred to as a landing page all right now on that landing page generally what we want are very very few things on that page other than what we want that person to do and what they're going to receive so primarily it's going to be the offer repeated on that page, okay, 
And that's basically going to be the same exact offer. So if you're offering 30% off or 50% off and, and the picture of the garlic press, you want that in the ad and then you want that to be also on the landing page. All right. We want to have that definitely make sense because if not, people are going to, they're going to leave that page. All right. So from there, you also want um, an uh, opt-in form or also an email capture uh, form is what they refer to that as. A whole bunch of different term terms that people kind of refer to this stuff as, but it's an opt-in opt-in box, uh, you know, like I said, lead capture, whatever. It's two forms, really. It's, you know, the name and then an email. Sometimes you'll have a text form as well or an SMS form that you can, where you can also text it. But basically what we're doing here is we're then capturing the email address. And as soon as they hit submit or, you know, uh, receive coupon or whatever that button says, they'll click on it. And then it will trigger the next page, which will be a thank you page. And on that thank you page, that would have the code. And then that would have the link to the Amazon product. And the reason why we like this is because we don't want to send people directly to our our Amazon page, our listing page, because that can hurt our conversions if they don't check out. Plus, we also get to capture that email address and we have control of that landing page where we can actually put a Facebook pixel on, which is a little bit more advanced, but it's another thing that we're able to do. With that Facebook pixel, we're now able to create a custom audience in Facebook. Now, I know this isn't 100% the question, but I want to get everyone up to speed if you haven't heard some of the talks that we've done in the past on this stuff because it's it's really important that you understand it but it's not really complicated it's just it's pretty simple now where it gets complicated for a lot of people is connecting all the pieces together right you got to have the landing page well first off you got to have a web address then for or, you know a domain then from there you got to have a hosting account that can house that that uh that that page right that uh that web page uh, and then from there, you're going to need to be able to build that page with either a piece of software or even a uh, maybe a tool like lead pages. Um, okay, so you need all of those different components. And then to further complicate things, you need an email uh, autoresponder, uh, which we use ConvertKit. You can also use AWeber, MailChimp, any of those. You got to connect that in. So all of those things need to be kind of bolted together. Now, lead pages is a really good really quick and easy way to do this. The problem is you can't deliver a code on the back end on that thank you page. You can't give them like a unique code. Um, it, it limits you to that. You also, uh, you also are going to be hosting it on their server, which they usually recommend, or you can host it on your own. But then again, that complicates things a little bit, but it's totally doable. Um, what we're actually working on right now, depending on if you're listening to this when it's ready, um, it's almost ready. It's actually in beta right now is um, alongside of Giveaway Boost, we're actually doing a update. It's called Giveaway Boost 2.0, and it's where we're adding this feature in. Now, Giveaway Boost is a tool that we created to do uh, contests and giveaways in in uh the goal is really to capture the email address, but build these pages for you. All right. Now you still need a web host and you still need an email or I'm sorry, a, uh, a, a domain, which is pretty, pretty basic. But then once you do that, everything else is kind of like you just fill in the forms and it kind of builds everything for you. Well, now what we're doing is exactly what you're talking about here is uh, going ahead and building these pages. So it's not that complicated. So this way here in the back end, we can connect everything together just by clicking some buttons and it will automatically connect. And then from there, we'll also be able to, to deliver either a group code or a unique code on the back end of that page. So 
We are using a tool that we've actually custom built. The other way would be is to go out there and use a service like lead pages, but then you got to kind of bolt everything else together um, using lead pages. But it's again, it's another alternative. Now, the other alternative, and this is where I wouldn't probably do this unless you're like, you know what, I don't want to figure out any of that stuff and I'm okay with driving traffic to Amazon. Um, Amazon just released, and actually we just did a podcast episode on it and a YouTube video on it, where uh, they came out with their social promotions pages. So now that page is created with the coupon already kind of embedded into that. So if um, if you wanted to give away 30% off or 50% off, you can create that. They'll create a unique landing page. It resides on Amazon. And then you would drive traffic to that page. The, the downside of that to me is that you're not able to capture an email address and you're not able to set a Facebook pixel on that. So if they abandon that page and they don't end up going through and buying, you have no way to follow up with them, do retargeting, do do all of that stuff. So that's the downside of that. Where I like using the social promotions page, uh, and that's what we're going to be using it for, is when we have our email list now, we can drive them directly to an Amazon landing page and we don't have to get their email address because we've already got it, right? So that would be the time that we would use that page, all right? So that's another option, though. If you don't care about collecting the email address, you don't want to build that list, and you don't want to set a Facebook pixel or any of that stuff, um, then, yeah, you can use that. But here's the other thing. If you're spending money on Facebook ads, you want to do as, you know, the best job possible to be able to capture a customer or at least information to follow up with them in the future, And by having your own landing page, it gives you that flexibility and it gives you that option to drop a Facebook pixel on that page, start building a custom audience, even if they don't opt in or, you know, give, give you your email address or their email address. Um, so those are some, those are some things to think about, but there's options there. Um, but I personally, you know, I'm a fan of giveaway boost. Obviously we built it for ourselves and now we're starting to offer it, um, to you guys. So definitely check that out. The amazing forward slash boost. And there's a whole bunch of training inside of there that goes alongside giveaway boost. Actually, Chris Schaefer had created it. Um, and we're going to be creating more with this new feature that we're going to be rolling out. So definitely go check that out if you're interested. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Mickey, and I've been selling on Amazon for about six months now. I have a question about product variations and titles. My product has about six keywords that drive the majority of Amazon traffic and sales. I currently have a product, a parent product with um, five children that are all color variations. Since the title is so important at driving traffic, Would it be okay to use a slightly different title for each child so that I could use each of the major keywords in at least one title? Like, um, for example, if garlic press was my parent listing and the first child, could I use stainless steel garlic press red? And the second child might be large garlic press black. And the third child pro garlic presser and so on, so that I used a slightly different variation of keywords for each of the children until I was able to cover most of the top keywords in each title. Um, Would that be okay, or would you not recommend that, or is it against some terms terms of service, 
um, that each child needs to be identical to the parent. Um, my product descriptions and backing keywords are the same for each variation. And they show in, in my category, all my variations actually, uh, the colors pop up under the, the each listing. So um, anyway, thank you for your podcast. I love it. I'm a big fan and um, I'm looking forward to your response. Have a great day. Thanks. Hey, Mickey, thank you so much for the question and thanks so much for being a longtime listener. I appreciate you and uh, thanks so much for the question. Uh, yeah, okay, this is great. Actually, I love this question too because, you know, we don't talk about variations probably enough. I'm a huge fan of variations for a lot of different reasons and this is one of them uh, because we we do have a bigger footprint now, right? Like we, we can tell Amazon more about our about our products, right? And it gives us the ability to add more keywords in the back end and, you know, bullets and descriptions, like all of that stuff, which is, which is great. Okay. And what you're talking about is really the most weighted part of our listing is the title. And, you know, that's been talked about and I can't say that they've definitely came out and said, yes, that's the, that's the most that it's, you know, or that that's really what's going to give you the most drive, um, you know, for traffic or for, you know, rankings. But I would say it's probably, it's probably true. Okay. But with that being said, I have seen listings that don't have the main keyword in there and they're being found because it's in their bullet or it's in their back end or, you know, they've just gotten a lot of sales from people doing pay-per-click and they've been found from that, you know, from that keyword. Um, so yes, I think it's important for the title to be totally optimized and it sounds like yours is and it sounds like you have everything the same except for the color. So I have no problem going with your variations and saying, Stainless steel, garlic press, you know, dash red, right? And then the next one could be stainless steel, you know, garlic press, you know, dash black. Like, I have no problem with that. Now, doing the other, like you were saying, like maybe doing something like, you know, large stainless steel, garlic press, like that's fine too. But honestly, if you're getting sales and you have large in your bullet somewhere, it's going to be picked up. It is because sales are what's going to drive, right, rankings, but your optimization has a lot to do with it too, but you just have to have it somewhere in your listing. Like, you know, I don't think that you're going to get that much more of a push because you have that exact thing in your title, uh, especially if you have sales and you already have it in your parent right? Your parent will drive a lot of it. Now I can't say for, for sure. Um, but you know, your, your, chi your, your children, <laughs> this sounds kind of strange, right? Your parent and your children's or your children. Um, but it, that's kind of how the terminology is, but like, so for your children underneath that parent, you can totally optimize that stuff. But like I said, it's still going to be picked up because your parent is going to have the optimization in place, right? So you're just adding more to it by adding it to a different variation. I'm a fan of it, but I don't think that I would focus like a whole bunch of time on trying to figure out what way is going to um, better your optimization. I would say if you have a red one, put red in there and, you know, again, fill out the title, fill out your bullets. Like if you have some keywords that you think that are, and like you said, you've got like five keywords that are driving a lot, make sure all five of those are in all of your children too. 
Like make sure that they're all, you know, taking all of those keywords and making sure that those are in there. Then you have the flexibility. Now, what I like with the variations is it gives you the flexibility to add some other random ones that you might've picked up, right? That you might also look through your pay-per-click data and go, wow, these are, I'm starting to get, you know, some impressions and starting to get some clicks and sales. Let me go ahead and start making sure that I start putting those in my, in my other variations too. So I wouldn't spend a ton of time worrying about like where to put them, just put them somewhere. And then from there, worry about sales, right? And I would say like your pay-per-click, if you've got five keywords that you know that are driving the majority of your sales, then you, you better be doing pay-per-click with those five keywords, right? Like why not? And then that's going to strengthen your rank. Like if you had, if you had your main keyword, not in the title, but you had it in a bullet and you're driving uh, traffic through a, through a keyword in pay-per-click, it, you're going to rank if you have enough sales. It's just the way it's going to work. Um, so, and if someone else has it in their title, but they're not getting as many sales as you probably not going to outrank you. So it's really about, you know, that part of it, that part of the equation is so important. You just have to make sure that your listing is being indexed and is being, uh, you know, found by Amazon. Because again, if, if you did a, you know, if, if Amazon scraped your listing for all of the keywords that are in there and a, an easy way to do this too, guys, by the way, is if you go into your pay-per-click and you set up a uh, campaign and you say suggestions, you know, keyword suggestions, see what it's pulling in. Those are going to be some primary ones that they're already scraping your listing and saying, these are the ones that we suggest for you because we see them, right? We see them in your listing. So I wouldn't overcomplicate it. Um, I would just go ahead and make sure that your keywords are in there. And yes, if you want to put those in your in the uh, the children of of the very of the parent, then yes, you know, totally do that. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go too crazy as far as like where a hundred percent should I put them in the title. I just think that you have more room now. You have more real estate that you're able to to put additional keywords in there. So. Hopefully this made sense. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of direction. And again, thank you so much for being a listener. Thanks so much for the question. Good luck. Keep me posted. Let's go ahead and listen to one more quick question and then we'll wrap this baby up and you guys can get on with your day and your weekend. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. Hey, Scott, it's Dave from Kentucky. I used to be a coal miner and I had to reinvent myself. And now I am on to Amazon FBA and fired up from all your useful uh, energetic information and um, I just had a quick question to see if I needed a LCC business license that I wanted to start into branding or um, you know just to kind of keep my doors open from anything from healthcare or just whatever and um, yeah just so your feedback would be very helpful and I thank you and have a great day. Hey, Dave from Kentucky. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And a coal miner. I love it. I don't think I've ever had uh, someone call in and tell me that they were a coal miner. So I love that. I would love to sit down and have coffee and just talk about that. I just, I'm, I'm actually, I don't know. I'm interested in, in kind of what that looks like. I've just heard stories and stuff and I know, uh, guys are hard workers for sure, but, uh, looking to, uh, do a little pivot here and a little change in, uh, in your, uh, in your business or in your uh, way that you're earning money, which I think is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, if I ever get to, uh, Kentucky and we get to have a meetup, I would love to uh, have that cup of coffee and, uh, and hear some stories about coal mining. It's just uh, fascinating to me. Um, all right. So, uh, let's get to the question though. 
the first thing I want to say is this. All right. And I think what you're re- you're referring to as far as a license goes, I mean, some states are different. Again, I'm not, uh, you know, a legal advisor um, or any of that stuff. So definitely seek some legal um, advice from someone that's qualified. I am not. Um, but what I will tell you is that, you know, some states do require you to have a business license. Um, I think Florida is one of those. If you want to have a small business, uh, I think that's what my father had said. He's in Florida. Um, but I, I forget, but again, you know, every state is going to be a little bit different. So you might have to, you might have to get something in order to even sell. Um, but from what I know is that like an LLC, and that might be also what you were referring to. You just might've had the letters screwed up there a little bit, but no big deal. Uh, but do you need an LLC limited liability company? Do you need to have that in order to start? And the answer is no, you don't. Amazon just requires that you have a social, uh, social security number and, um, and, uh, or an EIN number, which you can get for free just by going to, um, you know, the, uh, what is it? gov, I believe it is. So, I mean, it's, it's easy to get that stuff. Um, but you don't have to, and I'm using the air quotes right now. You don't have to have an LLC. Now, is it smart to have an LLC? Sure. Um, but if you're just starting the process, you're just in, uh, you know, finding your market, finding your products that you're going to be, you know, potentially launching, like, I don't think you need to get distracted with an LLC right now. Like, can you get an LLC later? Yes. So that's not even a concern, right? Um, can you get, uh, a, you know, a, a DBA doing business as, can you get your license thing later? Yes. But you don't need any of that until you actually have something that you are going to be launching as a business, right? So don't get distracted with all that stuff until you know that you're going to be moving forward with this. I'd hate to see you go out there and do all this stuff, which it isn't that big of a deal, honestly. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, eh, I just, I don't think I want to do this. It's kind of like you're wasted a lot of time when you could have had that energy and you could have put it into really finding your market, finding your products. So that would be my advice there. And again, I mean, we've done podcasts in the past. You can always go to, uh, you know, theamazingseller.com, go to that little search bar, type in LLC or legal stuff. And we've had other experts on that can, you know, kind of talk to you and others um, about that. Uh, and that's actually what we've done. We've done some interviews there, but you know, is it smart to have an LLC? Absolutely. Is it smart to have liability insurance? Yes, it is. Uh, you know, should you do a C corp or an S corp? Again, everyone is different individual, uh, depending on where you are as far as, you know, money coming into the business. Like there's all of that stuff that again, a legal advisor would be a better person to answer that question. But for you personally, and I think you said you're just starting to dip your toe into this. I'd say get out there and find your market, find your first product, go through that process, and uh, then you can decide, you know, what you want your business to be called, um, and then you know what you want to do next as far as the legal side of things. So that's what I would say. That would be my recommendation. All right. So and again, remember, if I get to Kentucky, we got to have that cup of coffee. We got to hear some coal mining stories. I'm totally into that. Um, all right. So uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up, guys. What do you say? This went a little bit longer today. I want to remind you guys a couple things. Number one, the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 490. I'll link up everything there. The other little reminder here, and this 
this is a little time sensitive, depending on when you're listening to this, we're going to be in Orlando. We're going to be doing a TAS unofficial meetup. And what that means is pretty much that we're just going to be hanging out. So, and uh, you know, there's not going to be really any structure to it. It's just going to be uh, kind of us hanging out, having a beverage and, you know, getting to know each other and being able to meet other TASers. So that's going to be in Orlando on March 23rd. So again, it's time sensitive a little bit, head over to the amazing seller.com forward slash Orlando. And uh, you'll have all the details there as far as the location, the time and, uh, and you know, kind of how you can, you can uh, let us know if you're going to be there or not. So we can uh, make sure that we uh, have enough room. All right. So, uh, that would be, uh, that would be pretty cool though, if you could show up. So anyway, guys, that is going to officially wrap up this session of ask Scott. And as always guys, remember I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.